Thank you for listening to the Melovision podcast, the podcast with me, Joakim, where I get to talk about Eurovision Song Contest and Melody Festivalen with all of my friends from around the world. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and don't forget to follow us on our social media. Just search for Melovision Podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello everyone and welcome back to Mellow Vision, the podcast where we talk about everything Melody Festivalen and now for the second time Eurovision pre-season where we give out our scores to all the songs participating in Liverpool in May and when you're hearing this it's only two weeks away. So exciting. With me, Joachim, is as always, Philip. Good evening. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? Good, good. Good. Excited. Fabulous. Uh, with us also, as always, is a guest. And I don't know for how many seasons now he's been joining us, but it's always a pleasure to have Joe with us. Oh, hey, hey. Hello, hey, hey. guys. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Like, so, so excited for Eurovision. You have no idea. Like, it's everywhere in the UK. It's on tubs of cream cheese. It's on the side of buildings. Mm. Yeah, Eurovision fever is taking over. And I couldn't be more excited. How are you? You're in Manchester now, right? Uh, I'm actually in... Peterborough at the moment. Oh, are you? Oh. I'm in Peter- Peterborough at the moment, just at work. Yeah, but I've been in oh, Manchester. Uh, I was also in London at the weekend at the Eurovision preview party, which I'll tell you more about later. That was amazing. Mm. Like it's literally the world, the country has gone Eurovision bonkers. Everyone is loving it. Well, I mean, it's been a f- couple of years since you last could be excited for Eurovision, really. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's about <laughs> bloody time. Uh, it is about damn time, as Lizzo says. Oh, yeah. I thought that we could, like, dive... Because you were we're recording this on Tuesday. So, basically, on Sunday, just two days ago, you attended the London Eurovision party. Uh, how was it? Like, how was it? Oh, it was amazing. For many years, it was hosted in this place called Café de Paris, which was, like, a really tiny little venue. Then they had mm. it at a Hard Rock Hotel last year. And they've actually had... that This year, they had it in... It was at a place called Hera Outernet, um, by like in right in the centre of London. The venue was incredible. I think there was twenty seven of the thirty seven Eurovision acts were there. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and I I got to say, like live this year from the acts that I've seen so far, the standard is high. There are there's very few. There's very few, uh, there was very few artists at London Eurovision Party that came on you like, well, this is never going to qualify. <laughs> you know, there was yeah. lots of uh, lots of acts that I'd seen previously and I thought, gosh, you know, these are going, this is going to struggle. And actually then Live was great. San Marino, one of those. Um, live, the song is great. Ireland, another one. Australia mm-hmm. were incredible. All of the rock acts really killed it. Um, mm-hmm. Even countries like Lithuania, uh, Iceland that are not up there for me did really well. Like the standard was high, really, really high. Um, and obviously, uh, Austria, Finland, Sweden. I mean, God, we've got to talk about Lorene's vocal. It is just like 
if I had died in that moment, I would have died a happy man. It's just like, it's so big and so effortless. Like she just opens her mouth and it falls out and she was just pitch perfect. Um, Finland was another one that everyone absolutely loved. Although oh. the thing from, from seeing Finland in the preview party, I'm really unsure about how much of the song he's actually singing. Um, it doesn't feel like he sings a lot of the song, but got the biggest reception. I would say Sweden and Finland, without a doubt, the biggest reception of the night, along with the UK, uh, of course. Oh, yeah. May appeared May appeared with a full band, and I think she wasn't really... I think it's fair to say the early preview party, she was definitely not nailing it from a sort of live vocal performance. But as the preview parties have come along, she was great. She had a full band with her. Um, and know. Austria as well. I was worried about Austria live, but absolutely nailed it. Yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant night. Oh, I was surprised that she didn't do like, a, maybe she did like a dance routine like May that she had a band with her. That's a bit. Yeah. No, I don't, from the, I mean, she was on last. There was a lot of beers confused, consumed by that point. Um, <laughs> but from watching the performance back online, um, I don't think she had any dancers with her for I Wrote a Song, which is not how she's been performing it um, in across no. the rest of the preview parties in Europe. Um, but she had a full live band. And, it, and she also had live backing vocals as well for the first time. Um, and that sounded great. I really hope they keep the live backing vocal for the performance. I'm not sure they will. They probably don't have enough space today in their numbers for that. But um, it sounded like in previous parties, she was using a lot of backing vocal where it didn't for this performance, which was good. Um, and it's like Lorene doesn't have any backing vocals. She's doing the whole show. She's up there on her own, just her standing still, holding a microphone, um, she's definitely getting. She did the cost per wear is great though on the outfit she's using for the preview party. She's really getting her money's worth out of that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say because uh, you were posting quite frequently during the night, but then towards the end, the <laughs> post became fewer in between, and I was like, either he is gobsmacked by Lorene or off his tits. I don't know which one <laughs> yeah, was it. it? Was... <laughs> It was definitely the latter, Joachim. Okay. It's a very okay, funny story. Though. I can tell you other stories after the podcast. Um, <laughs> off air, off yeah, air, babes. The, my, my favourite one is every single video when I watch them back, when I watch my Instagram story back the next uh, day, is you can hear me singing <laughs> more than you can hear um, the, the acting. And Chechia, me singing, you, we are not our souls, we are not our souls over the top of it, really, did tickle me <laughs> the next day. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a choice to sing along to, but I mean, we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Uh, that's great. I bet you will have some interesting inputs too, because basically you've seen pretty much all of the songs we're going to talk about today. So I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. nearly all of them were there uh, yeah. on Sunday. Hmm, interesting. Love to hear some goss about that. Uh, let's continue with are scoring as you know by now if you're a frequent listener of the podcast in these pre-eurovision episodes we give out points to each and every song in proper eurovision fashion from zero to eight and ten and then finally if we feel like it deux points to each and every song and as we talked about a bit before we started recording i think this will be one of the episodes where we might be generous and give out some 12 points but who knows we'll see 
So, shall we kick it off? So, first out, and since we're doing this in the running order of the semifinals, we're now at song number eight in semi one, the start of the second half, and it is the land of boy ballads, Switzerland, and they do not disappoint. For I, what I think is, well, if you count in 2020 for the fourth year in a row. Yeah, they are sending a boy ballad. This year, sung by Remo Forer, pronunciation, uh, with the song Water Gun. Um, first listen of this, it was in my bottom three, maybe bottom five, first time I heard it. Um, but it's definitely one of those that has grown on me. Um, I think the lyrics are good. Um, it's a really well-constructed song. Um, he wasn't at London Eurovision Party, but I have seen him perform this live a few times um i think it's good i really like it now it's still somewhere mid table for me um but it is definitely one of the songs i look forward to hearing um and his performance of it has been spectacular in the run up to eurovision so i'm thinking this could qualify i think it's a it's a good song um and lyrically i like it I'd be really keen to see what they do with it on the night uh, i would give this a 7 mm so I've had some issues. I feel like Switzerland in the last couple of years has really been hit or miss. I really enjoyed John's Tears. I thought that was great. Probably the second song in 2021 was my favorite. Uh, last year, Boys Do Cry, didn't care for it at all. This, though, is somewhere in the middle between those two. And this year, I mean... Male ballads were not like we don't have many of those this year. So this, I guess this could stand out. And I think the production on this one is really well done. Um, however, I do sort of forget about it. It's not a song that I go back and listen to. And I mean, this, as we've said before, this is a hard semifinal, probably the tougher one of the two. Will this be, I feel like this could be one of the ballads going through. This really competes with a song that we're going to talk about later, I think, which is the Netherlands, when it comes to like the ballad votes. I mean, would the jury had been casting their votes in the semifinals, this would have gone through, no doubt. Now when it's yeah, only televotes, ooh, I'm not sure, not sure. Um, I'm giving this five points it's good but it's it's like when i look at my like my top list of the year it's definitely in the middle 20 somewhere you know it's not really standing out for me so yeah five points 
Yes, so I agree with both of you. It's in the middle for me. Uh, he has a nice voice. Uh, the lyrics are good, easy to sing along to. Uh, nice melody. The production is good. It feels like a very Swedish Melfest ballad, <laughs> uh, male ballad. Uh, I think it's okay. I do not press next when this comes on, but I do not search for this song. So, but it's in the harder semi. I think he would have qualified in semi two. Probably will not qualify this, but uh, six points to Swiss. And also, you might have noticed by now that we are missing one jury member, which is Craig. Uh, he is sadly watching, or sadly, he's watching Monsemelev right now uh, on a concert here in Stockholm. Uh, so he couldn't attend, but I have his scores, and he gave Switzerland five points. So very middle of the road across the board, I would say. Very, I mean, it's very rare that we all agree with each other. Can we just, can someone note the date and time? We, two fives and two sixes, all on the same page yeah. there. Yeah, impressive. Uh, let's see if we agree as much on song number nine in Sami One. It is Israel, one of my personal favorite countries in Eurovision Song Contest. I had high hopes for Noah Karel, who was appointed or internally selected by Israel, and she is performing with the song Unicorn. It's gonna be phenomenal, 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 feminine, feminine, feminine. I'm gonna stand in like a I really, I really want to love this song. I do, like, I will myself to love it. This is like someone asked AI, like, chat GPT to write a Eurovision song for Israel. Like, if you think about what you expect from an Israeli Eurovision entry, this is it. Like, it has that ethno undercurrent, which is there. She can sing. She can dance. But there's just something about this song that I, do, I don't connect with. I think it's just a little cliched. Um, I'm going to rise up like a unicorn. Like, it just is a bit, it's a bit sickly. I think that's the only way I can describe it. And like, she's like, do you want to see me dance? Do you want to see me dance? No, I just want to send it to end now. I've had enough, please. Let's move on to the next one. Um, I don't love it. I can imagine when this comes on in Euro Club, I'll absolutely shake my tush like there's no tomorrow. And it's a great song to hear when you're out. I just feel like it lacks a bit of authenticity for me and it's for me I could see this being a shock non-qualifier from this semi-final I know we have them every year I think the fans are loving this but I don't know I just feel like I want something else from Israel I feel like I'm it's predictable I think that would be my description of it um Having said that, it's an absolute bop at the same time. So I know I'm so conflicted <laughs> with this one. I think it's going to be another six from me. Hmm. I I was low-key loving Israel last year with I Am. I thought that was a great 
gay banger. Uh, this is at first listen. I was like, oh, this is a hot mess. Like this is three and a half songs put into one. Uh, don't know what you want to say with it. Like the lyrics to me are just ridiculous. What even is the power of the of a unicorn? Like what is that? I've never. I I have no clue. I just find it to be silly, and but at the same time, like you said, Joe, like I I enjoy this. I do. I love the silly, utterly ridiculous, like phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. I think that is hilarious. I hate that bit. I love that bit. Uh, and what is, just what is she actually saying, and what does it mean? Do we have any idea? It's like both. She both. The first time I think she's singing phenomenal, but then the second time she does the then it's like phenomenal, as like like feminine. Don't know. That's not a word. I know that. I but... thought she was singing like filament, like the in the inside bit of a light bulb is what I thought she was singing about. That would make absolutely no sense. <laughs> but sure, yeah, why not? She's got the power of the filament. Uh, <laughs> no, but I I enjoy this still. I know this will. Mm, I think the staging with with this could be really good. Uh, I feel like Israel at least they are good with staging. Uh, and I, I, I hope this will go through, but it is a tough year when it comes to like female bops. Um, in this semifinal, though, we don't have that many. It's really only Nor- Norway uh, that is that up tempo, like m- sort of modern pop song. But then when we come to the final, we'll probably a couple of more of them. But um, yeah, I'm. I'm. This is still high for me uh, in my overall ranking. I'm giving this eight. Yes, uh, Israel. So, um, first, how many songs can you fit in three minutes? I feel it's very produced. Uh, I do not understand this song, uh, and also I feel like the ending of the song is copy of Spain from last year with the dance break. Uh, as you say, it doesn't feel like um, what do you say? Antis, uh, what did you say? Authentic. It, authentic, exactly. It doesn't feel authentic, uh, but she can sing live. I've seen some clips and she can sing live, she can perform, and I, Israel will bring it to Eurovision. But the thing is, I don't, maybe I will dance to this song when I'm drunk, but it's not. The best Israel ascent, so five points. Mm. Well, I can tell you from the Scottish jury, we are getting 10 points from Craig. Wow. Uh, if I could even count the amount of times in this house when I hear phenomenal, 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 I, I mean, we could go on for days, <laughs> really. He is loving this song, apparently. So 10 points from Craig. Moving on to a artist that has something in common with Loreen. They both participated in Eurovision Song Contest 2012. Uh, We are going to Moldova, the poorest and least visited country in Europe. Isn't that exciting? What an uh, intro. What have, an you intro. A jo- have you considered maybe working for the tourist board of Moldova? <laughs> um, no, I've seen pictures of 
Chisnia, and uh, no, I would not. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. it, I bet it's lovely uh, and cheap. Uh, we are going to hear a snippet from Pasha Pereni with the song Sola Soarele Siluna, Sun and Moon. <laughs> My Moldovan is excellent. Twelve points. Um, uh, <laughs> I love this. I, I, it got it gives me real Goay vibes for Ukraine. Um, it's definitely got that feel to it, like with uh, the fluty part that's in there. Um, mm. It feels authentic, uh, which seems to be my word of the evening. Um, it feels like they have sent something like that's quite honest and quite real for them. I know that they really love, they, they've given us some incredible novelty acts over the last few years. Um, they really are great at sending, you know, sort of gimmicky Eurovision songs. But this feels like a real change of pace for them. I think it builds really well. The song is really constructed. I think it's going to be easy to replicate. Like, like the, I think live, this is one of those songs that will be brilliantly, brilliant perform live. I think the that sort of instrument that they use in it is going to work really well. I'd imagine this is a song that you're going to be humming. When the recap happens, this will be the one that you're still humming away. And it once it gets into your head, like even now I haven't listened to the song in a few days and already... I can I can replay it in my mind so easily. I think this is really really strong. Um, this is going to get. I'm stuck somewhere between an eight and a ten for this. I'm going to go with an eight for Moldova. Oh wow! Yeah, I like this too. I mean, after watching some clips of the national selection in Moldova, it wasn't really a big bunch to pick from. Really, this was probably the, their only choice. Really, to send. Uh, I think this is fun. Uh, definitely get the go a vibes. Absolutely. Um, I think it feels. This is the only song I feel this year that is that have that native feel to it. You know, it's authentic to the country that is coming from with that sort of like old time Eurovision sound, really. Uh, you can tell like, okay, this is somewhere from the Balkans, Eastern like parts of Europe. And I like that. I think the, the chorus is great. Uh, I have my questions about the little person on stage. I'm, I'm feeling like that. Is it appropriate? Am I damaged by like Gen Z? I don't know. But um, I feel like this is six points for me. It's above average, at least, definitely. Uh, yes. So this gives me very Eastern European Eurovision 2003, 2005. And I love it. Uh, I love the tempo. I love the drums. I love the flute. 
the language. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. I think it stands out. Uh, yeah, and I think Moldova definitely will qualify uh, and will be a good place in the final as well. So I give Moldova also eight points. And I can tell you that Craig gave this seven points. So fairly high scores for Moldova. Looking good um, for a qualification there, in our view, anyways. Now, let's get serious. Let's move on to song number 11 in semifinal one. It is the front runner. If you look at the betting odds, it is the front runner when it comes to no matter if you're counting streams, uh, iTunes sales, it's it's up there. It is, of course, Sweden and the 2012 winner of Eurovision Song Contest, Loreen, with the song Tattoo. <laughs> this is a masterpiece, isn't it? It really is. I mean, this is so good. Let's just be so thankful that Loreen was in Melody Festival and this year, firstly, because it was not a vintage year this year. But this, I think with any national final, you only need one incredible song. And that's exactly what Sweden have with this. I mean, just the song alone, watching the song performed on Sunday without the staging... It's it's a masterpiece. It is incredible. The production is amazing. I, when you listen to it, we if I listen to it in my um, AirPods, turned right up. Like that's how I love to listen to songs that I love. There's so many layers to the production as well. It's so interesting. I think lyrically, it's great. My only it builds beautifully into that huge crescendo at the end, which is just it the pace of the song is also stunning. Her vocal, I mean, on Sunday it was like it's it's breathtaking, the vocal. There's like she has this sort of lovely breathiness at the start, which just feels so effortless, and then it builds into this massive powerhouse vocal um mm. that's just the song not even taking into account the staging the only thing that bothers me with it a little bit and I, I i feel like she may have worked on it i don't think her enunciation was great at melfest that it's sometimes a little difficult to hear what she's singing about it was very breathy in parts but i didn't feel like that on sunday when i saw it perform live. i don't know that's because i now know the song therefore i know what she's singing that's the difference I mean, and then you bring the staging into this as well. Like Sweden, it just, it gives me Monzelmala vibes in that the staging is so different to anything we have seen before. Like it's never been done. You're not going to look at the stage and go, oh, isn't that excellent? It reminds me of this country or it reminds me of that country. Like, I mean she could go on stage and she could just make wet fart noises with that staging. I think she'd still qualify. I mean, the staging is 
out of this world. And the two things together, she is incredible as well. She's such, she seems like such a beautiful person, such a great ambassador for Sweden and for Eurovision. Um, I just think this is as close, this is as close to perfection, I think, I've seen in the time that I've been a Eurovision fan, which is like, my first Eurovision was like 2015, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know if you can tell, but I really like it. I think it, it's it's all it's perfection for me. This. So it's one point then. <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> deux for Sweden without a shadow of a doubt. The mm. easiest twelve points I've ever given. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can only like agree. Um, we've been talking about the hype around Lorene since we started recording this season back in. January was it uh and we were super excited and a bit like oh can she pull it off without having heard any bits of the song and then when you saw the staging when you heard the 30 second snippet like it's just it's just have been like snowball effect ever since it's just gotten bigger and bigger and the fact that also the fans for once aren't like there's some fans sure that that are out there like are a bit bummed that oh really like a winner coming back that's boring blah 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 blah. Uh, but I mean when it's done this well I feel why not it's all it, it all comes down to the song really and this to me is the best song this year when you look at the overall package I mean the moment and also I always look at it like if a song like touches my heart and makes me feel something which this does i mean the last chorus when she really belts it all out i mean that brings me to tears every time like watching the youtube clip watching listening to it on spotify no matter what i'm like oh it's so emotional and i think that's thanks to loreen she is an amazing singer and yeah i mean what else can i give this than 12 points i mean there's do we have 13? Like, no, this is amazing. Amazing. And yes, yes. it will qualify. <laughs> oh, Imagine okay. if it didn't. Jesus yeah. Christ. Imagine that my life will be over. <laughs> I will yeah. stop watching your mission. Okay. Uh, so what should I say about Lorene that I haven't said before? Yes. So this, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, as you both say, it gets me emotional. Uh, the last chorus as well. I cry. Still watching the performance from Melfest gives me chills. And Lorene, please bring back that crown to Sweden. We deserve it. Yes. 12 points, 12 points, 12 points, 12 points. Well, points. Yes. And I can tell you that we got a full set of 12 points because Craig also awarded Sweden 12 points. He might be afraid of losing his citizenship, but we, we don't know <laughs> that. We don't know that. <laughs> yeah, we can. I know you always get really nervous during the semi-final until you mm. always get so nervous, even though like they're in the top five favorites every year. You're always so nervous on the night until it's announced in the results like are you still going to feel that this year or are you just happy that it's definitely going to go through or do you still get that anxiety i mean if it would have been a regular year or like 
the previous years when we've had sort of like the jury to rely on, I would have been completely fine. But now when it's only televotes, I am going to be as serious as ever or nervous as ever. Like this, uh, you never know what the European crowds will enjoy and or pick up on that night. But sure, I mean, if you look like she's being charting in in the uk on itunes i believe she was number four the other day on the singles itunes chart in the in them in the uk uh and other countries as well so i feel like there is that public support as well and she's getting a huge amount she's getting a huge amount of airplay in the uk it's on it's on um the a-list at radio two it's on all the radio stations Uh, it's on in the club on a night out like it's getting Mm. a lot of a lot of exposure here so I feel like yeah, I would be, I'm probably, I mean, I'm still going to be nervous on the night, but right now I'm fairly confident that this is, to be honest, like top three in the final. Like uh, I only see one country beating us right now and we'll talk about that one later. <laughs> so Let's move on to one of the most successful countries when it comes to qualifying to the final. It is Azerbaijan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this year they have picked an internal selection, which is not uncommon for Azerbaijan. But what is uncommon is that they are not involving any foreign lyricists or producers in this year's selection. It is written and produced by all Azerbaijan citizens and people, which is, yeah, it's a new thing for them. Let's see if it works for the twin duo Tural Turan X with the song Tell Me More. I shot from the hills up high, nothing only tears to cry. If I ever learn again to feel the way I did, I'll die from the emotions that I kept down for years, baby. Tell me more about me. I always think this is like, tell me more when I go home. <laughs> That's what the, the, the title tells me. Um, I think that I'm going to be in the minority here, but I actually quite like this song. Uh, I was indifferent about it. My general feeling when I hear any song is I remember the first time I ever heard Toy by Nettie Yoakim. I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. Um, oh, that changed takes, quick. <laughs> yeah, it takes me a couple of listens normally. I yeah. like this. I think it's sweet. I was on the train the other day and the sun was shining through the window. I was going through the countryside. I was very chilled. And this song came on and I thought, do you know what? I like this. I think this is a, a good song. I think it really stands out in the uh, amongst the other songs that are there. I think it, it could be construed as being a little bit boring. Um, but it's got quite a... I think the thing is about this, it feels really familiar and a bit old-fashioned but also quite contemporary in points as well. I think this is a good song. I think this will qualify at the expense of someone like Israel. Uh, And this is going to get seven points from me. Oh, wow. Uh, I do not enjoy this at all. 
finally, we come to your disagreement. Um, mm. No, this for me, I I can't really listen to this song. Even I find it boring. I absolutely hate the rap part. I hate it. Uh, it is. Oh, no, this I I do see like the sentimental vibe of this. This is sort of like um, I don't want to say like '90s song, but it is a bit like '90s, like noughties maybe. This is it's no I oh god no this no zero points. I'm sorry. This is like bottom three for me this year. Zero, zero. Yes, and uh, we need a smoke break after Lorene. So uh, <laughs> one point to Azerbaijan. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. yeah, and also they look like an older version of Marcus and Martinez. <laughs> oh, sure that. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they will qualify. I, with only televotes, Azerbaijan yeah. is going to have a hard time. A hard time. Because they, I mean, if they buy a lot of fucking SIM cards in, I don't know, which countries <laughs> do we have in the semifinal? Well, they can go to Latvia and maybe Moldova and buy tons of SIM cards. But other than that, no. I'd be very surprised. No. Uh, can confirm also that Craig gave this one point. So, yo, I'm afraid you're on your own on this one. Yeah, I'm going out on a limb. I'm going out on a, on a limb here. I still mm-hmm. believe this will qualify. But I do understand you're like sitting on the train on the countryside, the sun, but, you know, in your vision, on the day, no. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Let's move on to a piece that I think will also be quite divisive. It is Czechia, formerly known as Czech Republic. Now it's Czechia. Uh, and they are sending the all-female group Vesna with the sister-empowering song, My Sister's Crown. I find this song a little bit unrelenting. Like, it is go. It sort of comes up. It starts. I just feel like it just needs to take a pause at some point. Like, it's just, there's just a lot of vote. Every time I listen to it, I just think it's going to give me a migraine. I don't know why. Like, there's not much light and shade in this song would be the other way I can describe it. Like, it's a lot from the start. Um, and also, I understand it's an. A, a, I understand it to be a female empowerment ballad, is what it's designed to be. However, I don't. I don't feel it from the lyrics. Maybe I'm not hearing the lyrics. Maybe I don't understand it. It just doesn't. You know, sometimes a song comes along and it just doesn't resonate with you in any way. This is definitely one of those songs for me. It does not. It does not float my boat. Uh, I should say. However, when I saw it performed on Sunday, excellent live, great live vocals. And they're, they're obviously the vocals coming from quite a few of them. I'm going to give this one a three. All right. Okay, three points. Uh, I 
Oh, now looking at my score, I'm like, ooh, maybe I was a bit generous. I still think that this song has something. It is a bit messy, and it's a bit like full on uh, with on all like fronts and like visually when you look at the video and the live performance. Well, that wasn't really that good. Um, but I'm quite surprised that you said that they were good on Sunday because I feel like six women screaming at you can be a bit, mm, uh, yeah don't know but i still find there's a message behind this song obviously and i do I, the chorus though is catchy um and i like that and it's i mean clearly we've talked about worse song uh in this episode especially so i'm giving this four this is very like below average but it's not terrible yeah, uh, I, I like the recorded version of this, but when I've seen live clips of this, it's, oh, oh my God. Uh, this was up there in the betting uh, in the beginning, and I do understand why with the message behind the song uh, and the recorded version. But uh, when this have been shown live, it has like dropped but I still enjoy the song when I listen to it on Spotify. So six points in the middle. Yeah. yeah. And now we are joined by Craig back from his Monselma Love concert. Hi. Chechia. <laughs> Straight into it. Uh, uh, to its shape. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. I love that. <laughs> if you missed the Scottish charm from the podcast, it's back. I did read, though, that one I just read, actually, on the way home on the bus from Mons, previous Eurovision winner, um, <laughs> that one of them is having issues with getting a visa for the UK. Oh, because so, she's Russian. Yeah, no. No. Yeah, there's one Russian. Yeah. But she went to London. Well, I guess that's no, different. No, she didn't. Oh, maybe she didn't. Ah, mm. uh, yeah, that actually rings a bell now you've mentioned that, Craig. There was quite a lot of beer consumed by this point, but now you've said that, that, <laughs> that rings a bell that there was one of them wasn't there. Oh, well, we'll see. Maybe there won't be five then. Who knows? Uh, let's move on to a country that has been doing pretty well in recent years. Uh, well, not the year they hosted, but other than that, they actually won back in 2019. And it is the Netherlands. And they have once again picked internally. And this year it came to Mia Nikolai and Dion Cooper with the Duncan Lawrence written song, Burning Daylight. They should have they should have burnt the audio file for this, not burning daylight. I think this is maybe my this and Ukraine for me are the worst two songs in the competition this year. I think this is so boring. I think this is the this song has me reaching for the skip button faster than any other song 
in the competition this year. I, like it's sweet, I get that, and it's probably a really nicely constructed song. And if that's your bag, uh, I'm sure maybe it resonates with some people. But for me, I just do not get this. I think it's a three minute snooze fest, and it gets zero from me. Ooh, Jesus! I uh, I am. I think this is a very well-produced song, uh, and I do think it's nice, it's sweet, although the message isn't very, very mm, hopeful, uh, but I, I like it, although after seeing some live performances, I think it was from Eurovision in concert in Amsterdam, and was it in Madrid, like during Easter, they have been sounding absolutely awful, absolutely awful. Um, so I'm a bit very concerned about that, uh, because I, from what I know, they've they are quite unknown in the Netherlands, so people were a bit confused when they got picked to represent the Netherlands. Um, but I still enjoyed the song, and that's what I went on when giving my score. So I'm giving this six points. That's generous. <laughs> Uh, yeah, very. Uh, this uh, I agree a lot with Joe. This is so boring. Uh, I feel like uh, Netherlands can do so so much better. Uh, please come back with something better next year. Two points. Well, um, I actually quite like this. I think it's really sweet. I like the chorus. Um, and it's also it's also nice to hear someone sound worse than our me live. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I really like it on uh, uh, the studio version. Actually, I gave it seven. Ooh. Well, different scores all across the board. We have reached the final song of semi-final one, and who better to close the show on the Tuesday than our lovely, lovely Karia from Finland. It's party, it's fun, it's crazy. It is cha-cha-cha. This is, uh, which I know I'm notoriously doing, this is another one when I heard it for the first time ahead of the national final, I switched it off about 40 seconds in. So I didn't actually get to see the conclusion of the song, which changes obviously hugely as the song goes along. Um, I, this is bonkers for me, like, but in the most brilliant kind of way. Like, I love how it goes, how the song changes and evolves as it goes along. The human centipede in the staging just really makes me laugh every single time. Like, I just think it's just brilliant. I think it really sums up all the reasons why Eurovision is brilliant in the most mad, bonkers kind of way. Um, on Sunday at London Eurovision Party, everyone went absolutely wild this. And it seems like he's getting, like, the most incredible reception. I think this is so fabulous. I think he's fabulous. 12 points from me. 
Yeah, I mentioned getting emotional when listening to Tattoo. And actually, I get so emotional listening to this too, because it's so weird. And I just think that you can tell that he is having the time of his life. And that sort of gets to me. Uh, And... I have to say, I do find him very attractive too. Uh, But that's not the reason why I'm giving this 12 points. It is because the song is amazing. Like from probably not the first listen, no. But the second time I was like, you know what? This is going to do so well in Eurovision. This is going to win. It has to win UMK, which it did by a freaking landslide. And... I think this will be a Televo winner in semifinal one and in the final. Calling it right now. It This will be, if you don't like the first part, then you will love the last part. If you don't like the, fir- in the last part, you will like the first part. Um, it has both elements of being like very hardcore metal rapish, but then going into like almost like a schlogger um, poppy like i don't know what what it is towards the end but it's it's fun and it's quirky and it's utterly truly eurovision uh 12 points no doubt yes finland so this uh, was uh, my uh, eurovision winner until i saw uh clips of lorin and the Swedish song. So I really wanted Finland to win. I think this is fantastic. But I feel also very conflicted because I want Sweden to win. And this is a huge contender for that crown. So I want to be a Spanish Eurovision fan and trash this song, but I can't. I really love it. I really want to find something to say like, oh, it's overrated. The staging is bad. Look at this. But you know, all... Typical Spanish Eurovision fans. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. As they do to Sweden. But sure. whatever. But I'm going back to my uh, original feeling when I first heard this song. Like, this is the winner. 12 points to Finland. Congratulations. We are now banned in Spain. <laughs> well, I mean, I hate no joking. Um, <laughs> I no, no, I normally hate this sort of thing, but I, I remember the first time I heard it being like, yeah, I really, really like this. I like him. I like his energy. I like the performance. Um, I find it very hard to to fault. The only, the only thing I would say is I don't know if maybe it kind of comes off as novelty and I don't know if it would necessarily be a good thing for the contest if it won um but yeah i mean i really i really really enjoy it so i gave it 12 as well second time this episode with 12s across the board jesus yeah and also i have to say like his interviews whatever interviews he does it's the funniest thing i've ever seen like love it don't ever learn english please uh so yeah before we talk about our big five for this episode let's look at who did the best in the semi-final second half semi-final one
clear to say we got two songs that got the full jackpot of 12 points from all our jury members, 48 points, Sweden and Finland. Do we think they will qualify? I mean, I have to ask that question, but... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Uh, coming then in second... Oh, it's a big leap down to 29 points, which was uh, given to Israel and Moldova. Um, hmm, interesting. Will they go through? Israel, no. For me, Moldova, yes, would be my my guesses. Yeah, Moldova, yes. Uh, Israel, maybe if they do a good staging. Hmm. I feel like they both can go through. Uh, look, just the, actually the first half of the semifinal is... A lot weaker when looking at the scores we handed out uh, in the last episode. So, mm, yeah, I think uh, Israel, according to us and our jury members, anyways, they should have an easy qualification to the final. Yeah, I would like them both. Really, I'm really enjoying Unicorn at the moment. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be phenomenal. (laughs) There we go. Uh, yeah, scraping at the bottom with nine points, uh, dead last, according to us, overall in the semifinal. Sorry, Joe, it's Azerbaijan. Uh, yeah, you're, you're still confident they will qualify? I think they will. I have, I have a feeling about this song. I think it will do well. I do. Hmm. I just don't trust 100% Taylor's voting, so I mean... I think all sorts of batshit craziness is going to happen. Oh, yeah. I think, like you said, the jury would definitely have helped this out without a shadow of a doubt. Hmm. Uh, And just looking back at what we, the scores we gave in the first half of Semi 1, definitely the one that's going to the final together with uh, the four songs that we talked about just now is Norway, which got 38 points, very high scores as well. And I think that's a, a given to go through uh, as well, especially if you're watching this, which most people do for the first time. Uh, I'm a bit tired of it, but I think people will definitely resonate with it. I love the acoustic version of that song. If you haven't uh, heard it, you should go check it out. It's really lovely. All right. No, I haven't heard Ooh. that. No, me neither. Yeah. All righty then. Uh, we have one big five country to talk about in today's episode, and it is the previous winner of Eurovision Song Contest. We're going back to Turin. Oh, please don't make us. Uh, and it's Italy, and they're sending their winner from 2013, Marco Mengioni, uh, this year with the song Due Vite. Se questa l'ultima canzone This is another one for me. I think when I first heard it, because we got to hear this quite early in the process, didn't we, of of Eurovision songs that came around. 
Mm. It had a big impact. I, I thought it was quite impressive. And then I think it's one of those, like always happens in every year, as the other songs have sort of come along, it's kind of fallen away. And um, I know that they sort of revamped it slightly, didn't they? They they um, they made some changes to the song and, and released it. I think they were really quite minimal. I think it's been quite telling, though, that he hasn't done the press tour. So I feel like because he hasn't been on any of the preview parties, I've sort of forgotten about this. And when I listen back to it, I enjoy it. I think this could, um, I think this could contend for the winner of the jury. I think the juries are going to absolutely eat this up. I think it will definitely be top three with the juries. But yeah, um, again, it's one that I sort of struggle to place in my head. I think it's probably eight points from me. Eight points, though. It's pretty good. Um, this, for me, is... Uh, Italy. This is starting to become sort of like France was a couple of years back when they sent the same song over and over again, just desperately trying to make it work. Uh, sort of like when Italy came back to the competition back in 2010. Uh, they sent, keep sending them ballads and I never enjoyed it. And I do recognize that he is a great singer and pretty easy on the eyes as well. Uh, but this song is not thing that I go back to and listen to. Uh, it's very middle of the road for me. Um, it does have some elements that I like that I think they, I was hoping for a revamp for this. Uh, it came, it was basically only they've taken away like one minute of the song, um, which you can barely call a revamp. Um, no, this is, it's five for me. I can see the quality in it, but it's not for me. Uh, yeah, uh, I enjoyed this. I think it is a uh, very, very odd. Uh, and also, I think this one is the only like male ballad in Switzerland, if I'm not mm. I'm correct. And uh, there's always one ballad in the top. Now, competing for the win are like more up tempo songs. Mm. Uh, so, there will always be one ballad. I think this is the ballad that will be in top five. Uh, juries will love this. I think. People will vote for this. Probably my mom will vote for him because he's good looking. <laughs> uh, so, but I enjoy listening to the song. Uh, he has a nice voice. Eight points. Um, yeah, I'm to echo what Joe said. Definitely, I feel like this. This for me is a bit like with Norway. I feel like it's been around forever, so I kind of forget about it or maybe underestimate it a little bit. Um, I like it. I like his voice. He's very nice to look at. Although I like I like the song, but I I just think something for me is lacking somewhere, maybe in the chorus. Um, I would say though, I definitely prefer his his other songs. I prefer um the song that he did before for Italy. Um, but yeah, no, I still like it. It's going to get a lot of jury points. Um, it's a seven. seven from me hmm all right pretty yeah good score though i brought it down a bit but uh if we look at the big fives that we talked about so far still in second after france 
which got 10 points more, 38, and Italy, 28 points. So we'll see. We're going to talk about, we have two big fives left, and then, of course, last year's winner, Ukraine. So we'll see how they will do. Um, Before we end today's episode, Joe, have we talked about your favorite songs this year in this episode, or Mm. is there any other ones? My top three, yeah, I think the top three for me are it's Sweden, Finland, Austria, and then outside of that, my top five probably includes Norway and the UK. Um, Mm. and, And whilst I feel like for me this year, I really changed in my mind. Like the middle ground for me, the way I felt about all of those songs in the middle, like the bottom five and the top five haven't changed, but there's been loads of movement for me this year in the middle. Like I actually think that generally the standards is quite high this year. There's very few songs that I skip past, but the top five doesn't change for me. It's, uh, yeah, Sweden, uh, Finland, Austria, Norway, then UK. So who do you think will end up winning then in the end, if you have to guess? I, it's, I think it's going to be Sweden by... Mm-hmm. I can't see her winning the jury vote, um, but I can see her winning overall. Maybe we'll have a Duncan Loris situation where she doesn't win either the televote or the jury vote, but maybe mm-hmm. come second with both. But I think I think it's going to be a lot closer than the betting would tell you it's going to be. Um yeah, I think it's going to be close, but I think Sweden are going to come away with the win. A little bit like um, 2018. I think we all sort of thought it was a bit of a foregone conclusion. It's got that kind of feel to it. I think it will be tight, but I think Sweden will get it, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, in what is it now? Is it three weeks? Three weeks today until the first semi. Gosh. Christ, doesn't it? Time flies. <laughs> I thought it was like four or five weeks away and then I checked my calendar today and I thought, oh gosh, no, it's three weeks away. Yeah. It just creeps up, doesn't it? Scary. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the only holiday I'm guessing this year. (laughs) Liverpool, fun. Thank you, Brexit. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, it's been great talking to you again, Joe. Thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, and I we will see a lot of each other uh, in Liverpool. I feel on I the hope. dance floor. Oh yeah, we will indeed. Yes, uh, thank you, Philip, as always. Thank you. I thank you, Craig, for coming uh, for the last <laughs> half. Thank you for letting me live here. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, and to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us again. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok now even, even though we're quite lazy on there. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the two episodes coming next week where we talk about semi-final two. Even though it's a snooze, we still have to do it. Thank you so much. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.